Have you noticed how when something goes wrong in the world around us, or when someone loses someone, or even right now in the middle of this pandemic, that people will use this phrase again and again, thoughts and prayers. And they'll post it in Twitter feeds or on Facebook posts, but oh, thoughts and prayers. Now, at one level, it's this idea that people are trying to say, I'm with you, I'm sorry for you, I'm empathizing with your situation, and that's a good thing. But what if, what if there was actually a way to pray that might bring actual change? What if rather than saying thoughts and prayers, there were people who prayed like heaven broke into the here and now? So you just saw a video clip from the movie Talladega Nights with Ricky Bobby praying at the table, and you noticed that in that prayer time, he really kind of just prayed to a God of his own creation. See, that's kind of what we often do. We create a God that's like us, a God we can control. But the truth is, there's a divine mystery to God. God is, God is beyond our ability to define. What we find is prayer becomes the way in which us as finite humans can speak to the divine, infinite creator. See, this for us is where prayer becomes this powerful thing for us. So what might happen in the world if we recognize prayer changes stuff, that prayer changes people and situations and circumstances, and that's why we pray. And I love these words of John Wesley. John Wesley says, God does nothing but an answer to prayer. That's what prayer is. God is at work in the world. It is God's way that he intercedes in the midst of what's going on around us. See, prayer is learning to be in conversation with God. Sometimes we make it way more complex than that. And sure, it's like everything else. We can learn to do it and we can get better at it. Prayer isn't supposed to be so difficult that none of us can do it. Prayer is supposed to be something that all of us can do. And yet, I find myself often feeling like the disciples in Luke chapter 11 when they turned and they said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. See, I don't think they were saying teach us to pray because they had never prayed before, but they recognized in the prayers of Jesus something that changed everything. There was power when Jesus prayed. I know you're like me, like, well, sure, he's the son of God. That's kind of how that works. But what they recognized was there was a way for them to tap into this power of God to pray in a way that changed the world around them. And so as a, as a person who was new into ministry and trying to figure this out, I remember going to a professor of mine who I, I thought had a pretty good prayer life, and I think it was probably true. And so I walked into his office and I said to Dr. Kwanstrom, I said, hey, um, to be honest with you, I don't feel like my prayer life is that deep. I'm a youth pastor at a church, and I pray, but I, I feel like they're missing something in it. I feel like there's a depth I don't have. And part of it was I was 23 years old, but, but part of it also was the reality that, that I didn't know that there was a deeper way to pray. And so he stopped me, and he said, are you sure? Are you sure you want to pray like that? Are you sure you want to learn that? And I said, well, of course. It's, <laughs> it's why I'm sitting in your office right now. And then he asked me a series of questions that I'll probably never forget. He said, what if, what if wanting to pray for other people as you're talking about doesn't bring you more peace but less? What if you find your life is filled with less joy, not more? What if you find your greater burdens for others increase, not decrease? What if you find you lose sleep, not sleep better? <laughs> okay, wasn't the answer I was looking for, so I paused for a second, then he answered for me. He said, here's what that's an invitation to. It may not be an invitation to the way you think of peace in your life, but it is an invitation to the heart 
of God. See, this is what prayer is for us. Prayer becomes this invitation to go into the deeper way of life. This way of life we see Jesus live. It's why Jesus wept over Jerusalem. It's why Stephen, the early church martyr, it's why when he prayed as he's being stoned to death, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. These are kind of prayers that change everything, and this is what we begin to see. There are people we have probably all met, people who we would categorize as prayer warriors. I mean, they're normal, everyday people, but man, when they pray, it's as if heaven opens up and God reaches down into the world in which we live and acts. It's like Moses when he prayed, God, don't you know who you are? And God goes, oh, that's right, I, I I can't do that. I mean, there's a boldness that these people pray with, and and these kind of prayer warriors are people that we all want to know. See, to be this kind of prayer warrior, you do not have to be anything other than who you are to become a person of prayer. You don't have to be anything other than who you are. Who you are right now can begin this kind of life. See, when I was a youth pastor, there was a woman who worked at the church. She wasn't one of our pastors on staff. Mary Ann was our custodian. But Mary Ann, when she prayed, it was as if God was present in the room. See, there was a depth to her life. She had this intimate relationship with God that when she prayed, it was as if God was present with us. But what Mary Ann taught me in those times was that prayer reminds us that God is present in everyday life. You don't need to be a pastor or a scholar or who knows what else, to become a great person of prayer. You just have to be committed to praying and coming to know God. See, it's this idea that that when we pray, we just have a conversation with our dad. I've got two little kids, and my two kids come to me and ask all kinds of crazy things. I mean, some of it actually is crazy, but other times they ask stuff that's like, hey, dad, can I have a snack? Hey, dad, can I have dessert? Hey, dad, can I use your iPad? Hey, dad. And pretty much everything in life, they go, hey, Dad, can we play the Frisbee? That was just yesterday. But, but here's the reality for us in this. This is what God desires for us. See, my kids keep coming to ask, not because I always say yes, because sometimes I say no, just like God sometimes says no. But they keep coming to ask because it's never a nuisance to me for them to ask me a question. In fact, it's an opportunity to build a relationship. And this is what God desires for us. He wants us to begin to see the world through his eyes. Like if I take these glasses off, I can't see much of anything. I'm kind of blind right now. If you were sitting in this room, I would have no idea who you were. But when I put the glasses on, I begin to see more clearly. See, this is what the early church mothers and fathers knew. They began to learn how to see with God's eyes. And so if you read the New Testament, you see these prayers that are prayed and they don't pray God, if it's your will, they pray, God, do this. Step up. I'm like, like like, can you do that? Is that okay? Is that allowed? Are we allowed to pray like that? And the answer is yes. See, a lot of times we pray prayers of guidance, like, God, I'm not sure what to do with this situation in my life. Will you give me direction? Will you help me know what to do? Will you help me know what your will is? We pray that for our families. We pray that over our job situations. We pray that over lots of things. But sometimes... What God's trying to say is, if you learn to see with my eyes, if you'll spend enough time with me, you don't have to pray if it's your will. You can pray what you know is already my will because we know God. 
Like this is the powerful part of prayer. This is what it might look like in the world if we pray with boldness. Can you imagine what might happen if people who are followers of Jesus quit praying prayers saying, oh, God, if it's your will, about things we know that God desires? Well, we quit saying thoughts and prayers and said, no, I'm praying with boldness because God's going to step up and do something here because that's who God is. This is what it means to intercede, to pray on behalf of other people. And so we begin to pray prayers of intercession to bring heaven to earth in our everyday lives. And often we do it even with small things. But intercessory prayer, if we're going to be really practical here for a minute, intercessory prayer begins with listening. Listening to God. Becoming more and more aware of God's spirit and his presence and his voice. So I love these words of Richard Foster when we look at what does it mean for us to pray. He says these words, We must hear, know, and obey the will of God before we pray it into the lives of others. Hear, know, and obey the will of God before we pray it into the lives of others. So I can't help but thinking that sometimes our prayers aren't answered because we don't really know God. We don't live in the, in the depth of this relationship with our Father, this intimate relationship, this daily communion with God in which we pray kind of without ceasing. But if we begin to live that kind of life, if we begin to listen and hear His voice, that's what Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. If we begin to live a life in which we know His voice, we hear it. Then when we begin to pray, there's more power. There's boldness because we know who God is and we know what God desires in the world. But it requires us knowing the difference between seeing with our own eyes or seeing with His. So intercessory prayer begins with listening. And then sometimes when we pray intercessory prayers, we have to envision what God sees in the world, right? We know, like an example, God doesn't want marriages to be broken. And so we see situations in the lives of others who are struggling, who've asked us maybe to pray. And so we say, God, when this happens, will you help their mind to go here? Will you help them to see the person they fell in love with? Will you help them to not see the faults, but to see who they love? Or someone who struggles with anger, we might say, hey God, we know that when they go to work, their boss just sets them off every single time. And so we pray that they'll begin to see that person at their workplace as someone that you desperately love, and they'll begin to love them as well. Or maybe we know someone who gossips, or maybe it's us. And we just can't keep our mouths shut. We want to tell people the story about so-and-so. And so we begin to envision when those words are on someone's tongue, helping them to go, is this building people up? Is this full of love? And we pray that their mind would go to that place. We can see a better alternative and we begin to pray it into reality. This is what it means to pray for other people, to be intercessors of prayer, to pray with boldness that God's kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. This is powerful. You see, in intercessory prayer, we pray with confidence because we know we are praying with the heart and mind of Christ. Pray with confidence because we know we are praying with the heart and mind of Christ. I mean, I don't know about you, but I desperately want to become the kind of person that is so connected to God as Father to know His love in such a way to know I'm His child. That when I enter into prayer, it's as if we've already been doing that. 
that I'm so connected. In fact, what we find in intercessory prayer is that often we need to have, be people of compassion, and so I need God's eyes to see the world. Because maybe you're like me, and you've had someone go, hey, will you pray for that? Now, I typically try to pray right then or even write it down so I don't forget. But have you noticed how sometimes someone will ask you to pray for something, and you're like, oh, that's kind of like, whatever. And you might do it, but you do it kind of half-heartedly. See, I think sometimes God doesn't necessarily answer those prayers because we don't have compassion or passion for what we're praying for. And so one of the ways that we become better intercessors of prayer is not only pray to have the heart and mind of Christ, but to pray for an increase of compassion for the sake of others in the world around us. You see, prayer is a way of life. It's a way of being. It's learning to be in constant conversation with God in the middle of all of life. It's a way of life. That's why Paul writes, pray without ceasing. This prayer that doesn't stop. What if you and I begin to live that kind of life? What if right now, as we're in this series on spring training, learning these spiritual practices, these disciplines, if you will, what if prayer became the central aspect of our life and we lived every single day connected to the Father in this way, which we begin to know the heart of God? So here's the challenge for this week. To pray more. Like, obviously, <laughs> that was easy. But no, here it is. And we would ask God to open our eyes and our minds to see with his eyes that person or that situation in which our compassion is raised. And we would commit to praying with fervency and boldness for that. And then here's my challenge. Write it down. When you believe you're praying for something that God has laid upon your heart, that God is the one that we began in listening to his voice and his presence and his spirit, and then we know he's leading us to that, pray with boldness and write it down and see if God doesn't answer that prayer. And here's a problem for us sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't answer it how we want, but here's what I will promise you. If you pray with compassion and boldness, God hears and answers those prayers. And so in just a moment, you're going to see a screen that's going to give you some, some stuff you can follow up on this week to become more and more a person of prayer. And prayer is the heartbeat of the person who is a follower of Jesus. It is the heartbeat of people connected to God. And I don't know about you, but I want to live a life connected to God, a life that's centered on prayer, a life that is so committed to that that it literally changes the world around us. And so will you pray with me today? Father, we thank you for this opportunity, even though it's online, to gather together. We pray that we will become more and more people who pray with boldness. Pray for myself and for our church. We would pray for our community. We would pray for people to know how desperately you love them. For all people to know that they have a purpose, that you created them for a reason, that in that you desire for them to know you, and to help others to know you. That we'd be a people who are so committed to praying with passion and fervency that we literally would see the world around us change. And so maybe it needs to begin with us praying for our own hearts and our own minds and our own lives and starting there. And then maybe praying for our families and for our neighborhoods and our church and our community. And then we pray for others. We pray with a sense of boldness that God might do what he promises he will do. And Father, so we pray that we would pray boldly in the areas where you make clear what your will is. And then we would also pray for clarity in areas where it's not. 
So, Father, we pray right now, in these moments, at this time, wherever we are, that you begin to speak into our heart and our minds. We'll be able to say, Father, speak. Your servant is listening. Father, help us to become more and more your people. And this we all pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope this week for you is filled with an increased presence of God in your prayer life. I hope you find that beginning to practice this way of living and this life brings you to a deeper place spiritually that you never knew you could find. I hope this week finds you recognizing that the divine, infinite creator is connected to us, finite humans, in a divine mystery beyond our imagination. And I hope you'll commit to following some of these prompts that you find and all the resources we have available for you. May you find this day filled with God's grace and his hope and his peace and his love. And may you and I become more and more people of prayer.